You're listening to episode 20 of the Burnout to Boss podcast. Welcome to the Burnout to Boss podcast, where executive coach and yoga teacher Maria Loida teaches ambitious corporate women how to create massive success in their careers without sacrificing their families, personal lives, health, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to make more money, gain promotions and raises, build respect in the office, demand gravitas with senior clients and peers, and generate the biggest impact possible, all while enjoying the life you want and without overworking, it's time to rise from burnout to boss. The world is waiting for your leadership. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, executive coach and yoga teacher, Maria Loida. And today we're talking about when you are feeling disappointed in yourself. This is a bit of a shorter episode and hoping it serves as one you can come back to over and over again that you can use as a reminder. It's a bit of a love letter from me to myself and from me to you. Um, Okay, so let's get right into it. I know you, you have goals, you have pretty big goals, you have dreams, you are not cool with just any old life or any average career and you're smart and capable and ambitious. And you know that the life you want is within reach or you wouldn't be here or working towards what's next. Inevitably within that, there will be disappointment. You will make mistakes. You will inevitably take actions that don't align with the result you actually want to achieve. Because when we go out to do something that we don't have now the work of becoming the person who has or does x thing doesn't happen overnight rome wasn't built in a day right and here's the thing about people like you like us whether you were motivated by your parents initially now as an adult you are self-motivated and so when you feel disappointed it's not uncommon to feel it about yourself You tell yourself, I only have me to blame. You don't need an outside force to correct you, to tell you you're wrong or punish you. You now do that yourself to yourself. And it doesn't always sound like a mean old bitch either. It can sound and feel like, ah, damn it. It can feel like slight embarrassment or shame. It can feel like numbness or frustration. Usually feeling this way has us uninspired to take action towards the thing that we actually want to do. Instead, it has us spend time thinking about how we messed up and thinking about how we're going to do it better later. Our brain spends time thinking about how tomorrow you will get up and work out, not hit the snooze button, be less distracted by your phone, spend more time on that presentation that's due choose the health, healthy food, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. We know that our actions are what will create our results. Here's the thing. Spending time thinking about how you will do the thing later is an action. And it's specifically an action that is not the action of trying again. And that could sound a little meta, so I'm going to say it one more time, or I'm going to say it again. Spending time thinking about how you will do the thing later is an action, right? You're, it's an action, meaning that it's something that you are actively doing. And it's specifically an action that is not the action of trying again. 
Said another way, spending time thinking about how you will do the thing later is an action that comes from feeling crappy and doesn't get you the result that you want. We get the two confused. We think that if we think about it and tell ourselves that we were wrong, then we will generate the action of doing the thing later. But here's the kicker. It doesn't work. (laughs) What's more likely to happen is a repetition of the same thing. When you realize you're disappointed, you tell yourself you're wrong, you feel bad or guilty or sad or angry or frustrated, you think about it more, creating more feelings or emotions of the same, same attracts same. So it becomes a cycle and we keep feeling the same emotion on a loop. Meanwhile, in this other part of our brain, thinking that it will kick us into gear and I'll give you a little bit here on like why our brain does that. There's two things that could be happening and doesn't really matter which one, but it's sometimes it's nice to know. One is that your mind thinks that the pain of being on a loop of unpleasant emotion is less painful than the potential pain of trying the thing and failing. And so it's this way that our mind and brain keep us safe without having to keep us safe and out of pain without having to try the thing. It's like, it's like pre-failing. It's like failing before you try. And, and this comes from a biological and psychological um, like buffer system that happens in our brain to keep us safe to keep us out of pain, but it's one air, it's one kind of piece of our, our automatic, uh, thinking and nervous system that we have to kind of work with in order to do new things that are uncomfortable. The other thing that could be happening is just the natural inertia that humans face when wanting, when, when consciously wanting to do something new, but that doesn't have a big enough kind of impact in, in our survival. Um, and what I mean by that is if the way you're living right now has you alive, which it does, if you're listening to this, if you are alive right now, your mind, like there's a level of your mind that or a part of your mind that its only job is to keep you alive if everything you're doing now has you alive, there's no, your mind is, there's a part of your mind that's like, we do not need to change a thing. We do not need to change a thing. We are good and we're comfy. And it becomes a little bit of a conflict when we want to do something new or when we become aware about new research related to health and we want to improve our health over the long term. But our our automatic mind can't see how eating like a McDonald's Big Mac every single day our whole lives might not be like the best thing for us and our survival long term. Motivation to do something difficult doesn't come from feeling like crap. It'd be like having food poisoning and then getting yourself hyped to do a HIIT workout. Sounds horrible and like extremely unmotivating. 
And so we continue to just think about doing different rather than actually doing different things and getting different results. And so how do you break the cycle, right? Because we know that this way of making ourselves wrong and thinking about how we're going to do it different later doesn't work. And I want to share with you what I've found. And before I say the next thing, a little bit of context here. When we're working with mindset work, the process is figuring out what we are thinking that leads us to the result we have now, and then transitioning ourselves to figuring out what we, what you could think in order to create a new result. And so for me in this scenario, going from thinking I'm disappointed in myself and trying to kind of jump over or begin thinking, hell yeah, let's do this is too big of a jump. It is for me at this moment. What has actually worked for me in moving to moving towards the action that I intentionally want to take is something a little bit softer. So come with me for a moment and, and this following logic. Consider what you would do if you learned you had contributed to someone else feeling bad, guilty, sad, or frustrated unintentionally. You would apologize, most likely. And most likely, that person would forgive you. And so I invite you here to treat yourself like someone you love and care about and consider beginning the practice of apologizing to yourself and forgiving yourself when you feel disappointed in yourself. For me, in my own mind and how I how I see the thoughts going through my head, I don't usually apologize first. I usually go straight to forgiveness. But in order to forgive, I think there's an there's an automatic apology that that is somewhere happening in my brain and in my body. And you don't need to do this exactly. But this idea of apologizing and forgiving, for me, it sounds like this. I forgive myself for getting distracted. I forgive myself for scrolling on Instagram longer than I wanted to. I forgive myself for feeling tired. I forgive myself for not getting to that errand. And what I found is that when I forgive myself and I really mean it, I create a more neutral feeling, which leads to taking action towards the thing I wanted to do. In my experience, it kind of feels like creating a clean slate. Forgiving myself cleans the slate. It it breaks the pattern, the usual or old pattern of wanting to be like, wow, you suck. (laughs) And allows me to get right back to the present moment and ask myself, it's okay. You're okay. What do we do now? And then it's like this open door to stepping towards the act, the intended action, the action that I know is going to lead me toward the result that I want. The thing I struggle with a lot is phone distraction and social media scrolling. And so I'm more able to forgive, forgive myself create neutrality rather than like guilt or most remorse for myself, put my phone down or close Instagram when I notice myself unintentionally there and take a different action instead. This is a really good place to begin if you find yourself really feeling disappointed or guilty or kind of even angry or frustrated at yourself when you're either not 
in the place that you want to be with with a big goal if you get if you find yourself getting to the end of a day and looking back thinking I really wanted to do that thing and I didn't do it I also want to share a couple other mental shifts I made that guided me to this place of forgiveness with myself as well first is the general idea that there is no right or wrong way especially when it comes to living my life or running my business or related to my existence. Therefore, I am not wrong and it's okay and even safe to make mistakes. Most daily little mistakes, even if we want to call them that, aren't life and death. Second is believing that self-punishment is almost always demotivating and unhelpful. I personally had to believe this before I could see it. I had to test it first before I had the evidence of it, because I had only thought there was one way before, which was to kind of get tough with myself to do the thing, to force myself into doing the thing. So we had to practice not beating myself up or not getting tough or not forcing myself to find my way through another way of feeling motivated to take an action. Shifting how you are with yourself is huge in reducing your experience of burnout and exhaustion. When you're fighting yourself and criticizing yourself, it takes much more effort to take action. When you're kind and encouraging, and this doesn't have to look like Zen spa music playing and meditative yogi voice mantras. It can look like the way you cheer on your favorite artists at their concert or dancing to a banger to shift your emotion or your mood. Anyways, when you're encouraging yourself, it takes less effort to take action. And feeling burnt out isn't about how much effort you take. It's about how much effort something feels like it's taking. So even if you're taking the same amount of effort, if you're criticizing, it will feel like more. If you're encouraging, it will feel like less. Then when you have more energy, it's much easier to do hard things or create new habits. If you're working towards your goals, feeling the disappointment and want to approach your work with more energy and learn how to motivate yourself from a place that feels really good and also works better, Go to my Instagram profile at Maria Rose Loida. Give me a follow and then send me a DM to set up a consult call. This is how you can work with me in my one-to-one executive coaching program where you build the tools to get more of what you want in less time. Thanks for listening, everyone, today. I will see you in the next episode.